Hello and welcome to Movie Mastery. Why, it's the podcast where we watch the movies that you tell us to, and this time around, I I spun up on the old wheel of movies. Mm-hmm. Megamind. Oh, Megamind. Okay. That's right. I'm saying that as if I didn't know and have not already watched the film. Yes, that's right. Yes. I'm your host, John, <laughs> with me as always, Jeff. I such look forward to Megamind. I hope it is a good film. <laughs> it is a good film and a healthy film. <laughs> I hope it is a masculine film. Okay, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I mean, for those that don't know how we do things on here, because I haven't explained the premise the in a whole while. Premise for a while, because I assumed everyone know. But you know, if you're here and you you just want to learn about Megamind and you you finish, you're like, huh? I wonder what that was all about. If you're wondering, well, here, let me tell you. If you're wondering, the one aspect of us that is different than every other one of these movie review podcasts, of which there are dozens. Yes. Uh, it's that we're not popular and we don't make any money. <laughs> that we're not good at yeah, all. That's no, right. Wait, yeah. That doesn't set us apart. <laughs> no. And we, we can't, we aren't, we don't have the clout to do live shows at the Chuckle Hut in Chicago or whatever. Oh, exactly. Because that's what every other movie show seems to be these days is a 10 minute pitch for their live shows. Ah. Should we start doing those? Should we? Should, should we start? Should we start going doing to the Alamo would, Draft House? Would anyone come to a live show that we did? Anyone at all? I'm mean, sure. The I mean, yes, fans would, some would. But there's like 14 of them scattered all over the country, so it's not a functional thing. <laughs> yeah. To our mini fan, we hope to someday do a live show for you. <laughs> hope to do a live show, probably. I don't know at your local Arby's. <laughs> but yes, what we do is I have an entire list of movies that have been given to us. Over the years of things people want us to watch. Mm-hmm. Now, sometimes I reject those because I, I'm like, no, that's not going to be good for the show. We've both seen it or it just doesn't have anything interesting to talk about. Yeah. Sometimes I will uh, reject it because it is impossible to find to watch. That's happened at least twice now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I <laughs> The worst was finding one where I could find the first 20 minutes of the movie, and that was it. And I was like, God damn it. There was one about a bear that we, it was like Goldie 3 or oh, something. yeah. That we just could not. Uh, for the... I've tried so hard for several of these movies, because the ones we can't find are always the weird, obscure ones. Yeah. And they're the ones that I want to watch the exactly. most. Exactly. But Megamind is easy to find. $3.99 yeah. on Amazon in HD. Or, you know, free on Peacock. Eh. Cock. I'm not. I'm not installing any more TV show apps. I don't need um, any apps. It's just on your browser. I'm currently getting rid of. Oh, it is. All right, yeah. fine. I'm currently getting rid of those. Like I, I canceled Netflix. Yeah, and you don't need to pay for it. It's free on Peacock. Okay, well, good yeah. to know. Did there? Ha- did it have ads? It had like one ad. Oh, okay. <laughs> I had no ads. Well, that's great. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but yes, and then I will use a random number generator to randomly pick, usually two movies, just so there's a fail safe in case one either can't be found or. Like we figure out both of us have seen it or something like that. That's correct. Yeah, we 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 have done that on a number of occasions. We don't. I don't want to say it out loud just in case. Like it, the person who's listening is like, oh, they almost picked me. Oh no. <laughs> so I won't. I won't say what lost this time. Yes. Mm-hmm. But uh, there you go. So if you do want to, but it was Donnie Darko. <laughs> God no. <laughs> uh, if you do want to submit a movie. For us, for the list, there's 190 on there right now. Yeah, we're, we're losing it. We used to be like 230. We've been working through our program. Yeah, I haven't allowed people to put movies on there. So now I'm saying, <laughs> if you want a movie to get on the list, 
Uh, go ahead and find us on the Discord. Go to the Movie Mastery channel. You can at me on uh, the yeah, Discord at, at for him. that. Don't at me. I won't do Just anything. Do at John, not at Jeff. Yeah, I won't. I will not help you. I won't even at John for you. Exactly. Yeah. He he refuses. <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just forget. I don't refuse. I'll just forget. I've he got other shit to do. refuses to remember. <laughs> this, this is John's show. So, yeah, you can do that or, you know. Send me a message on Twitter at gurglespasm is mm-hmm. my personal whatever. Uh, and I'll get that on there if it's not something that's like, you should watch Schindler's List. No. <laughs> no, that's not going to happen. You don't want to watch like Uncle Touchy's Big Butt Adventure either. You don't want to watch. Por- the, I, we've never actually had straight up porn on the list. No, although that is a thing that we might do at some point. A porn mastery? Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> okay. As long as eat. I get to pick some weird shit. I want weird shit. I don't want some like Brazzers basic ass nonsense. I, w- I want to pick like weird 1970s stuff where they still tried to put plots in it. <laughs> That's what I want. Yeah. All right. Anyway, we watched Megamind. None of that has anything to do with Megamind. Megamind came out in 2010 and was DreamWorks mm-hmm. making a superhero movie mm-hmm. and... You can tell that Iron Man came out about two years earlier as they were like, so what does a superhero do? Play ACDC, right? Yep, That's d- what d- they do. Plays lots of ACDC. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> All right, sold. We build, did it. Build a robot suit. Yep, definitely builds a robot suit. Okay, cool. We got it. Okay, no, no further details. Thank you. The cast on this, absolutely star-studded. Yeah, every single voice you hear in this movie is famous. Yeah. You got you got your Will Ferrells, your Tina Fey's, your Jonah Hills, Brad Pitt, David uh-huh. Cross. Yeah, the, the only thing I think is that might not know the voice off the top of my head is the guy who's Sebastian in the first place. Uh, but maybe that's Sebastian? just Will Ferrell still doing it. Sebastian? The dude, the nerd dude. Oh, who, Bernard. Bernard, sorry, Bernard, yeah. Yeah, Bernard is Ben Stiller. Oh, that's Ben Stiller? Never mind, everyone is famous. <laughs> yeah, literally everyone in this is okay. fucking famous. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah, so uh, I know that this has become sort of a meme thing. I assume that's why yeah. it, is it got just, on the list. Is it just DreamWorks face? Is that the only reason it's on the list? Like, I mean, the Jonah Hill's character... Yeah, being uh, like a nice guy as what happens if you turn a nice guy into a superhero. Yeah, it's is, it's the face of the nice guy. Yeah. Like, I thought, because I've only ever seen this movie as memes... Is, I, oh, I, also, Jonah Hill's character's face is real fucking weird it's a lot cr- especially once he gets superhero because like like i was about to say the only thing i was familiar with him is him looking all angry at the camera and i thought because of the way that the picture looked from the meme that he was like 50 feet tall like his whole gimmick was that he was what as a villain or whatever he was a, a, a an unearthly huge giant like that was the point of him uh, and it turns out that no they just shot him that way to make him look extra menacing for a second just a lot of weird choices yeah. on Facial features and expressions. Yeah, I mean, like it's the square, works. the square jaw they put on Tina Fey's character is like off-putting. <laughs> there, there were some choices made here. Yeah, uh, I'll go ahead and say before we get into the full in-depth spoiler review, uh, it was it was fine. It was a fine superhero movie. I, I thought this was like one of the better DreamWorks movies I've ever had to uh, to uh, stumble through. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like, as like, far as... This isn't fucking Shark Tale. No, this isn't Boog and Elliot, so yeah. I don't need to worry about this. Yeah, there's there's so much worse from the DreamWorks canon than this. Oh, yeah. This is fine. This is... I would actually put this above Incredibles 2. Ooh. Below Incredibles 1. Shots but, fired. But that said, I mean, when we're talking in the realm of CGI superhero movies. Yes. Uh, which means you also have to factor Big Hero Although 6. I, I do gotta say, speaking yeah. of Incredibles 2... Yeah. 
Tina Fey's character looks exactly like what's oh, her name from dream, Recur- yeah Dream Slayer or the, whatever yeah the, the Screen Slaver Screen Slaver thank you yeah, yeah. Dream Slayer is a DC villain <laughs> <laughs> looks just like Sleepwalker <laughs> well I don't want to look like Dream Slayer he has like metal tentacles coming out of his head huh? uh, but but anyway um. No, because I, I, I genuinely didn't think Incredibles 2 was a very good movie. Uh-huh. So I, I would put it above that, because this is actually a good movie, but that means it's still below really good movies, like Big Hero 6 and Incredibles 1. And there you go. Yeah. All right. Uh, we are going to really dive into what makes this work and what doesn't. We're going to do the full spoiler after a little bit of music, so we will be right back with the full review of Megamind. <laughs> John, obviously, I, of course, mean to mention that uh, Spider-Verse is at the top of that list of CGI superhero movies. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, I, I felt like I, I didn't want to get accused of stuff later. I just wanted to state that outright. I know I was rank- ranking the CGI superhero movies and didn't even mention it, because why would you? It it stands I mean, above. It's very clearly. Yeah, so just put that out there into the Spider-Verse. Greatest, pretty much greatest superhero movie ever made. Yeah, yeah. it's it's amazing. Yeah. Spider-Man. It's it's not the Amazing Spider-Man. It's way better than the Amazing Spider-Man. <laughs> one or two. <laughs> uh. So uh, so anyway, uh, wait, what do we watch again? Megamind. That's it. That's right. I was ready to talk about the bonus content for some reason. Oh, yeah. The no. bonus content, which, by the way, if you were to go <laughs> to patreon.com slash system mastery and join us at the $5 level, mm-hmm. we're still doing TV mastery on there. We got a few more cartoons based on R-rated properties to get yeah. through. And uh, today's is Police Academy. Oh, and boy, it is, it is dog shit. <laughs> there is stuff to say. <laughs> I'm I'm really happy you let me take the reins because I don't feel like it went as badly as normally it would if you let me take the reins on something. <laughs> normally, if you're like, oh, yeah, you can pick stuff for the show for a little while, I'd be, you know, just trying to fuck it up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this went fine. Just doing your best to find the worst things to do. I do already have my round two for like six years from now. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. My, you know, the next time I let you yeah. get the reins, the round, the round two. In case you're curious, the round two is is uh, live action Disney things from uh, based on li- uh, Disney cartoons. Mm-hmm. So like that fucking weird Dumbo circus show and that Hundred Acre Wood show that was just like a dude in a Winnie the Pooh mascot costume running around a forest set. Uh-huh. And then there's another one. There's a there was a uh, uh, Alice in Wonderland one mm-hmm. with like a nasty animatronic uh, cat. This nasty <laughs> cat. Gross. It's just fucked up. All three of those shows, go look for yourself in pictures if you don't remember them uh, vaguely from your childhood. They're all just, like, completely fucked up. True. Yeah. So, anyway, as you were. So, Megamind. Mm. We watched Megamind. Now, (laughs) I gotta say, the fact that this starts out with a, yeah, that's me. You might be wondering how I got here. It starts with one of them in media res shots from the the concluding battle, which is never a good sign. No. I was like, oh, wow. I know I watched this at some point. Like, probably close to when it came out. So it's been over 10 years since I've seen this. And I was like, man, I don't remember a lot about this. Mm -hmm. And it did not inspire me with confidence that it was doing one of those, yeah, that's me. Yeah, Can I tell you, I can only think of two movies off the top of my head that did that, because I've only watched them for the show. The only reason I watch movies anymore is for this fucking show. Uh Um, So the two movies are this and Sonic the Hedgehog. And Can't Hardly Wait. And Can't Hardly Wait. And... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> obviously and can't hardly wait but um 
it, 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 <laughs> what I was trying to get to is in both cases, when it comes back around and you're like, here we are. Now Robotnik's chasing me around San Francisco. I, I don't go, oh, hey, hey, you're back where we did it. I'm always like, oh. All right. Yeah, all right. I forgot you did that. I wish you hadn't. No, oh, wait a minute. You just reminded me that you started with that. Uh, it had been it had been an hour and a half, and I had forgotten. I was starting to enjoy this, and now I'm like, eh. oh yeah. I don't know why. It just does that to me. You you used a tired <laughs> hack premise. Yeah. <laughs> but this is to set up the full introduction to the character Megamind. Yes. Which I mean, the whole thing is. Very much a Superman send-up. It's a little too much Superman send-up. Like if I was it's gonna, a lot of Superman. If I was going to pick one thing to dig this movie for, it would be too much, not just Superman, but particularly like original movie, yeah, the, 1975 Superman. The old Christopher Reeve Superman Yeah, because you get that fucking Marlo Brand- Marlon Brando impression in this that yep. goes on for like 30 goddamn minutes. Yep, way longer than you would have assumed. Yeah, you think about th- 30 seconds of him being like, Hey, I'm your father. I'm, uh, hey, you remember, uh, my, I'm doing... Marlon Brando from The Godfather, but you remember Marlon Brando was also the dad. It was Jor-El. This is the reason I'm famous. I'm going to make you a superhero you can't refuse. And you're like, no, because he was was Jor-El in Superman, but he wasn't that interesting in it. So you do a a Godfather version of him, and it's not great. And then they just keep doing it. Yeah. It's, look... Megamind is a land of contrast. <laughs> There's a lot that you can look at this and go, oh, that's that's good or that's fun or, you know, the commentary on, like, where you grow up and mm-hmm. how that affects your opportunities in life and things like that. Yeah, there's a, the movie's got a lot of it. Like, mostly it's a movie about achieving what you want and realizing you want, so, you, you want something else. Yeah. And that's well, a good premise. Yeah, working against what you have been told you should be doing. And that's yeah. both the, you know, main hero and the main villain at the start's yeah. whole thing. Yeah. So, I mean, there's there's some narrative consistency and weight to this. This isn't a bad film. No. But there definitely are some parts where you're like, oh, God, DreamWorks. God damn it, DreamWorks. <laughs> I don't want to look at this guy's weird face. Come on. <laughs> Obviously, Jonah Hill's character Hal in that situation. Yeah, which almost, for some reason has he's got like a, a Green Lantern name because he's Hal Stewart. That's right. He's got two different Green Lantern names. Yeah, yep. I was like, huh, weird, but okay. Yeah, and then uh, the, he's like one of only two characters in this movie with a full name. Yep, it's him and Roxanne Ritchie, mm-hmm. and then and then Metro Man's name is just Metro Man, and Megamind's name is just Megamind. Yep, apparently, you know, because we find. Both of them have the whole Superman thing where their worlds are getting destroyed, and as babies, they get shot toward Earth. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Metro Man gets to land in front of, like, a bunch of rich people in their palatial estate and yes. get everything he ever wanted, and Megamind lands in prison. He lands in the prison for the criminally gifted, which is, you know, it's fun. That's a fun idea. They, they also interesting like- that they, you know, didn't immediately go, we should probably get this baby out of here. No, there's even a point later where he briefly escapes and the warden is like, ah, ah, right back to prison for you. And I, I think at that point, that's when the warden's like, uh, wait, why are you here? <laughs> you're seven. Why are you in my prison for adults? Oh, yeah. Also, you're a blue alien. Also the warden, J.K. Simmons. Yeah, J.K. Simmons. Just Jesus, every-, every single person. I mean, in 2010, I don't feel like the, I mean, well, he should have already been super ultra famous because Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah, like, I know he's been around for forever, but there's a point where he became one of those meme actors, you know? Yeah, and it was Spider-Man, which yeah, was before that, this. that's the thing. It was Spider-Man before this, in 2000 or 2001. The very Spider-Man. Yes. So, anyway, uh, 
So yeah, we set up that there's obviously a heavy contrast between our gleaming golden hero character, Metro Man, who's also the best boy ever. Yeah. And uh, Megamind, who try in the early days, tries very hard to participate in society, but his, his natural inclinations are towards building super robots and, and... Well, yeah, he doesn't have superpowers, but he yeah. is very gifted as far as being able to build things. Yes. And at first, it's not like, oh, I'm starting out building you know, death robots. He's like, oh, I'm just going to build things because that's what I can do and I want to do some stuff and I want to help out the people around me. So, like, he wants to help his prisoners, yeah. his cellmates, because they raised him as a baby. Which is super weird. You'd think he'd eventually get grabbed as contraband and taken out of the prison. Again, but it's fine. It's very just, strange that they just... didn't come by and be like, hey, what's that baby? <laughs> I mean, I can totally see that as the premise of a Silver Age villain. It's ah. like... What's your deal, Johnny raised in prison? Well, I was born and raised in... I mean, fuck it, that's Bane's origin, right? Wasn't he born and raised in a prison? No. I think he was. I think he's from a prison like on, on an island called Santa Prisca, and he's been there since he was like an ultra little kid. Well, yeah. I think that's Bane's origin. Yeah, well, you see, he didn't see the sunlight until he was already a man. I'm not even talking about movie Bane. I'm I talking know. about regular ass... Regular Regular, regular Venom, Venom Tubes Bane. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, he, like his first one is mostly to just help his friends get out of prison. Yeah. And he then, builds like a bicycle, a, a super powered tricycle with, uh, with a laser thing li on license plate tires and a laser. And, and then he, you know, when he ends up having to go to school, cause eventually they're like, all right, well, we're going to keep this weird baby that never did anything in prison, but we'll have to send you to school, I guess. Yeah. So they, and that begins one of my least favorite running gags in this movie, um, which is Megamind pronounces stuff weird, which is like, I don't get it because he, he came to Earth pre-verbal. He was eight days old and he's taught to talk by humans. And yet, for whatever reason, they, I guess maybe as a joke, all the prisoners taught him to read everything wrong. I mean, so he's like, I have to go to shul. You're like, that's my, such a fucking Will Ferrell thing. My assumption is he learned words, most of the words, just by reading them. Like, none of the prisoners told him, this is school. Yeah, I guess that's fair. He just read the word and went, ah, oh, that's probably shul. <laughs> I mean, I get that. It's just, I don't, it's, it's a, it's putting, it's gilding a lily. It's a, it's a hat on a hat. It, it didn't need to be there. It feels like just Will Ferrell goofing around in the recording booth. But I mean, his, the fact that he calls Metro City Metrocity is an actual plot point. It is pivotal. That's correct. His, his weird pronunciations are pivotal to the film. I, that. Which is, I, I guess, lends them some narrative weight that I should to help me ease ease over. That I feel like it's very stupid, but I still think it's very stupid. Yeah, well, yeah, Meh. So I just, I'm just, I, I, it, to me, it just feels like the most Will Ferrelly thing about this movie. Because one of the things I wanted to do was laud this movie for having a Will Ferrell performance. That's not just him being a screaming baby. I mean, I know you don't like Will Ferrell, and that's fine. Yeah. Uh, I, I enjoy him. I, I appreciate a good screaming baby Will Ferrell. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with some Talladega Nights, you know, all, and you know, Stranger Than Fiction. Great. Sure. There's a couple movies where like, like the Weatherman or something I also kind of liked, Every, but basically the there's a few movies, Bruce Almighty. <laughs> no, I actually kind Ace of, Ventura. I do kind of find Will Ferrell a screaming baby in that. Wait, is Weatherman Jim Carrey? No. Okay, good. All right. I thought, I thought I had that right. Anyway, yeah. No, I just, uh, I feel like he tends to play a type, and I don't like that type. I, I, the big one for me is Elf. Well, I'm like, 
Elf is the movie I've never seen yeah, and Elf, everyone loves. Elf's kind of the type movie for me where I'm like, I fucking hate this archetype, and yet this is his primary archetype. A big, dumb, loud idiot who never learns it's a goddamn man-child. thing. Yeah, man-child. Exactly. It's that Step Brothers. Except there are other people, literally John C. Riley from Step Brothers, who do it correctly and I don't hate. <laughs> John C. Riley, the better version of Will Ferrell. 100%. Yep. Mm-hmm. The the actual actor version of Will Ferrell, yes, <laughs> who just keeps being in Will Ferrell movies. <laughs> well, they're at, they're apparently quite good friends, quite good. Uh, in, at least until recently, when I think John C. Riley got a role that Will Ferrell desperately wanted, and now I think they're not talking anymore. Oh no, yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, so yeah, he has to go to school, and of course, for whatever reason, both prison kid and ultra wealthy rich kid have to go to the same one room school in the middle it, of nowhere. It makes sense. <laughs> For Megamind, because you're like, oh, it's a prison literally a block away from, like, this school, and he's just going to go there, Yeah, and that's fine. It's just a tiny little school, so it makes sense that he would go there, but, like... What's Metro Man doing there? Yeah, we established that Metro Man (laughs) is the kid of ultra-wealthy people, and you would assume they'd be like, yeah, you're in boarding school, we don't care. Yeah, he's often, like switzerland learning learning uh important academy decisions but no he's apparently also goes to this parochial school with 12 kids in it yep but he impresses the kids with his laser eyes to make popcorn and that sets uh megamind off to be like i'll make a thing that makes the kids popcorn but instead it like blows up corn yeah so shoots a laser and instead of it being like oh this is heat enough to pop the corn it just sets it on fire yeah Plus, I think he had a fundamental misunderstanding because he just had regular corn in a bucket. Yeah. And you can't pop regular corn. No, he just put regular old yellow corn yeah. into a bucket and shot fire at it. So <laughs> Anyway, that cut, that sets up their rivalry. At that point, he gets put in the corner, not by the teacher, but by Metro Man as a kid, who's like a smug goody two-shoes at that point in his yeah, life. He gets, a, he gets a little gold star. Yeah. Uh, and well, at that point, Megamind's like, well, if they're going to keep casting me as the villain, I'll be the best villain. Yeah. He's like, look, they're going to keep calling me a bad guy no matter what I do. Mm -hmm. So I'll just be good at being bad. Yeah. I'll just do what they want and be a good bad guy. Yeah. And at that point he turns into a super villain and we get a bunch of like montage of him fighting Metro Man over and over again. Yeah. And you get your, your standard, you know, ah, he would win and then I would almost win but still lose. Yeah, we have both kinds of fights. He would win and sometimes I would almost win. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Just to establish, and then Metro Man, when we finally see him as an adult, is sort of a smug, entitled jerk played by Brad Pitt. But eventually we learn that even though he's like, ha ha, you all love me, like he is still an actual hero. Yes. (laughs) It's it's nice, I want to say, one, that he, they don't make him bumbling as far as being a bad guy for Megamind. That's true. Like, when he breaks out at the beginning of this movie, his entire plan is actually very good and interesting mm-hmm. and, like, goes off without a hitch. And I went, oh, good. You're you're actually, you know, semi-competent. Yeah, well, it's very similar to um, Gru from... I Desp- was yeah. honestly about to bring up Despicable Me. Yeah, because Gru's whole deal is, you'd expect when you're watching it, he's got those fucking minions with him, he's got that weird old man with him, it looks like a Crickfalusi creation. And yet, Gru is actually a competent character in his own films. Yes. Like, he is a very good supervillain, well, and I mean, so is Megamind here. Both DreamWorks, yeah. Megamind no, walked I, so that <laughs> I, he could run. I want to say Despicable Me is Illumation and not DreamWorks. Oh, really? Yeah, because it's got the minions, and they're like the logo Oh, that's creatures right, of Illumation. Yeah. Uh, right. Them along with, like, fucking that Secret Life of Pet shit and Sing. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, all things that I had forgotten existed until you mentioned them again. <laughs> yeah. 
So uh, so anyway, yeah, it, we established that the two of them have a huge rivalry. Metro Man takes his name because he lives in Metro City. Yeah. Uh, and everyone in town loves him. And obviously they're building a huge museum to him at the beginning because that's how you do it when you have a super villain focused movie. Yeah. There's got to be a monument to the hero. Yeah. And, you know, he comes out and he's like, ah, yeah, everybody, it's me. And I'm. So glad to be here. He's juggling You're all babies. Great. And he's yeah. doing like a bunch of Elvis impersonations. Yeah. I mean, we get. Uh, this is Metro Man we're talking about, by the way. Yes. Metro Man has, uh, what is it, a little less conversation? Yes. He has that playing. Uh, we, we establish that he gets country music and old rock. And uh, the, the musical themes that surround uh, Megamind instead are like ACDC and Metallica and stuff. Exactly. He gets, he gets hard metal. Mm hmm. Which is. Nice. It's nice to hear all that in this movie. Every time, like, Hell's Bells or something starts up, you're like, ah, nice. Okay. Oh, yeah. I can, I can fuck with this. Fucking Highway to Hell. All right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> and then a running gag about Minnie Ripperton's loving you yes. as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the the fact that he's like, all right, I'm going to go do my thing right. And again, very confident where he's like, okay, I go kidnap uh roxy mm -hmm. uh because that's the thing i do she's the lowest lane mm -hmm. i'm gonna take her to a place and then call and taunt metro man there are things to the roxanne character that are very cliche in the modern era which like her not taking any of it seriously when she gets captured she's like i'm not I, look yeah, i get it i get you, it you keep doing the same shit it, do i can i get a punch on my my frequent kidnap card I, here come the alligators. All right, bring on the drill. Which is like, you know, the jaded ingenue is a, is a uh, classic trope in parody superheroes now. Yeah. But there are things to her that are unique that I, I, I appreciate. Mm -hmm. Like, notably that she's just been putting up for, for years with a basic general assumption by everyone in town that she is the secret identity uh, uh, wife of Metro Man. Yeah, and they've never dated. Relationship. Yeah, they've never dated. There's no relationship. No. Uh, and, and she makes a point of it. She's like, everyone in town thinks so. I stopped fighting it years ago. I've never actually met him outside of his Metro Man identity. I don't even know who he is. Yeah. Yeah. And the fact that uh, he does this whole thing, and it's a setup for like, oh, and she yells, oh, they're, we're in the old observatory. And then Metro Man goes there, and he's like, ha ha, I built a fake observatory to make you think we were in the observatory so that you would yell it to him so he'd go to the other observatory. I was like... This is good. You've got good plans. Yeah, it was a, everything he does is competent supervillainy, and especially with the focus that he actually points out throughout the course of the film, which is he he understands that supervillains are focused on presentation. Yeah, and he's he, like this whole thing is there to be like I'm larger than life. Yes. So there's a lot of cleverness. The other character we haven't mentioned yet is his number two. Yeah, uh, minion. A, a minion. A a uh, again glowing this, fish in a bucket. <laughs> fucking despicable me just taking this and running i know <laughs> minion is just his name thankfully there's not more of him or anything he doesn't no, he doesn't just fucking fuck a fire hydrant or whatever the shit happens in those ass movies just an alien fish in a robot body yes on a gorilla body he almost looks like he's a send-up of uh umbrella academy <laughs> but but he's great he's david cross and they play him as like a, a character who is definitely part of like a subservient subservient to megamind but also healthy yeah like he he's his making, best friend he's his best friend and keeps making like healthy smart suggestions yeah there's a part where he literally tries it's like a, a drunk driving scene where he like won't let megamind have the keys to a car he's like you can't have these keys till we have an important discussion look you're you're trying to be someone you're not and you can't go do that yeah 
So, so it's, he's an interesting character. I was expecting a bumbling idiot, and there's a little tiny bit of incompetence to him, just because it is a parody cartoon. Well, yeah, I mean, it's the same way that you'll get a little incompetence to basically everyone. Yeah, just because you have to. In the, you know, he's got a death ray pointed at the observatory where Metro Man is, mm-hmm. but it has to warm up. Yeah, and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, that's like it. there's a little incompetence here. Yeah, you get David Cross being like, "Up, oh, and it'll be ready in just one more second and three more minutes, and oh, almost ready." And here it comes, here, just a little longer. One, two, three, and we are ready to wait a little more. <laughs> that kind of stuff, you know that that joke. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Megamind yelling like, "Why does the sun need to warm up?" <laughs> it's, it's good, good gag. It's good. It's good stuff. Yeah, but uh, you know. He eventually manages to shoot him with the laser because mm-hmm. he's like, oh, this, this dome is, is covered with copper, my one weakness. It saps my powers. And we get a nice uh, foreshadowing of the future twist in the movie where uh, uh, Mega Man's like, I didn't know you had a copper issue. I, like, I thought, I knew, ev- I thought I knew everything about you. What are you talking about? <laughs> the hell? Copper? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, uh, it apparently works because the huge laser comes down from space, blows up the observatory and Metro man's cape with a skeleton in it comes flying into the fake observatory. Yay. And now mega mind wins. Mm-hmm. Like he starts the movie with a win and he's like, great. I guess I own the city now. I think my favorite part about it is that as soon as the death happens, no one in the room really reacts beyond beyond mega and minion being like, Oh my God, we did it. Uh, Hooray, I guess. But they also just let Roxanne go. They're like, yeah, you can go. Yeah. You're good. All right, bye. Yeah, you were just here for bait. I don't really care. <laughs> They'll feed her to alligators or anything. They're just like, uh, you want to ride back to sit to town? <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, again, it's one of those like uh, Austin Powers level. There is a certain way to be a villain. Yeah. And so you get that kind of like when Jonah Hill gets the Titan powers, you're like, oh, he's like the Scott Evil. Well, why don't we just shoot him? Yeah. Yeah. He's he's much more direct and he's much more of like an angry idiot where like uh, Megamind is much more like, oh, I'm just going to sort of, you know, parade around and and do a couple of minor crimes that aren't really dangerous. to. It'd be weird if anyone died, basically. Yes. He's like, I'm just here for the fun of it. The fight. I'm not here to be like, oh, I didn't actually want to win, yeah. which is the whole premise of this. He's just like, I just wanted to do what I was apparently supposed to be doing. You know what's weird is that when you think about that from a villain perspective, like a villain who only exists because he likes to do the song and dance with the hero, Yeah, the only comic book example is the Joker, Uh which is like a fucked up example, (laughs) where this is more like just sort of, yeah, of course, because I don't want to kill people, but the Joker's like, yeah, I would, I'll I'll kill anyone who tries to tell me Batman's secret identity, it'll fuck up the game. Yeah. Uh, Where this guy... It's much lighter. It's just weird. It, it feels so natural here to be like, yeah, because villains often just exist to pl- play off the hero. Just like famous villain. Oh, it's pretty much just the Joker, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's I mean, it's one of the things where you look at it and you go, yeah, it's part of the whole classic, like more coming off of like Batman TV show. Yeah. The 60s Batman was like, yeah, obviously this is where a lot of the tropes that things like this or the james bond films with uh austin powers where they're like yeah you had to have a villain that wasn't actually going to succeed yeah and but made big elaborate dumb traps you know i can think of one other example of a villain who only exists because the hero exists which is saber tooth 
Yeah. Because Sabretooth doesn't really plan shit or anything. Well, like, I mean, he'll Saber- join other hero teams. I was going to say, Sabretooth showing up for Wolverine's birthday yeah. is the classic example of, I'm just here to fuck with you, and then I'm not going to kill you. I'm going to be like, all right, see you next year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Beats the shit out of Wolverine on his birthday because he fucking hates Wolverine, and that's just their little thing. That's their thing. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, yeah, it's it's an interesting dynamic you don't see very often. Yeah. But now with Metro Man dead, Megamind, I, I like this where Megamind shows up in the big smoke cloud with the ACD song at, C- at City Hall, and all the cops are pointing guns, and all he does is go, yeah, drop them, and they all do. Yeah. You think if, if any one of them shot at him, they'd kill him. He's not, like, special or anything. No. <laughs> but it's, again, one of those supervillain presentation things where you're like, Look, I just killed Superman, basically, yeah. so what do you think you're going to do? Yeah, Grant, he probably does have some sort of defense against it, too. Remember when he was a little kid and he invented the dodgeball machine? Yeah, he got hit a bunch in dodgeball, so he had a little electro field that would grab and rethrow dodgeballs. Yeah. Oh, and speaking of when he was a little kid, can we talk real briefly about how when he is a little kid, all of his equipment and all of his life is centered around a pacifier that his parents gave him when they sent when they shot him off into space? Yes, it's they- full of... They give him a binky that is like, you know, a standard pacifier, but a big ring on the end of it is, you know, like glowing and has some power source to it. And he uses it for like the trike when he breaks out and for everything. Yeah, for his minion when he shoots the laser at the the corn. His dodgeball machine, all of the machines he builds as a kid are powered by this little binky thing. And he even uses the glowy blue light of it to read during Lights Out in prison. So you start thinking, oh, that thing's like a piece of his home world. That's a super MacGuffin. It's going to be a MacGuffin later. It is gone the instant he's an adult. You never see it again. And it's really weird that they they do so much visual They spend so much time on it. Yeah, Yeah. it's just a strange thing. Yeah, you would think at the end it'd be like, oh, I'm all out of ideas. And then he would like see his binky in a case somewhere and go like, Oh, I've got one last thing I can do. Yeah, that's kind of where I expected it to go. Instead, as an adult, he has a litany of tools that get used in creative ways. I appreciate that as well, that he pretty much uses like the same five things uh, for the rest of the movie. Yeah, that, he's that got gun, his little brain bots, his uh, dehydration gun. Yeah, his dehydrator gun that turns anyone into Q. Again, a reference to old Batman. Yeah. Because I think that's from the old Batman, the 66 Batman movie. Yeah, you, the, you yeah. get turned into a, a pile of... Ash, and then if you get water on you, you come back. Yeah, exactly. But this turns you into a little cube, and if you get water on you, you come back. Yes, exactly. So so anyway, yeah, he takes over City Hall, and they're all like, what are you going to do with us? And he's like, this is the point where we get our big, like, I don't know what I'm going to do. He's like, I will get back to you. Yeah. <laughs> and then he just sort of has a high for a couple of weeks. Yeah, he, he gets to do a bunch of crime sprees with no one stopping him, and then he's like, yeah, but if no one stops me, what's the point? This sucks. I hate this now. I'm bored. And he's sitting there doing like that kind of... And he, Alexander wept for he had no more worlds to conquer speech for himself. Yep. Uh, when when Minion comes in still singing ACDC songs, because Minion, simple creature, does not give a shit, of, doesn't have the ennui of having achieved your greatest goal and now what? Oh, yeah. Whereas, <laughs> you know, Megamind is listening to Alone Again Naturally. Yes. And you're like, good Lord, what a sad song. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, um, and so he's like very down in the dumps. Uh, he, he also, there's also a point right around here. No, I'm sorry. First, he's like, I have an idea. I'll invent a new, no, I do it backwards. Yes, you do. I do. He went to the museum first cause that's where he got the idea to build a new hero. Yes. He, we have a great scene where he goes to visit his, his hero's final, like the museum with his giant statue of Metro man. Yeah. And he's like talking to the statue. He's like, look, I, I, uh, I, I never, never realized. Yeah. I didn't appreciate what I had. Yeah. You know, our back and forth was special. Yeah, so he's he's lamenting that sort of stuff, but I do like Dakota where he's like, 
Anyway, I'm glad we were able to have this conversation because I'm going to blow up the building that this building now because you're a reminder of a mistake I made, and I hate reminders. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and you know, uh, at the same time, Roxy is there to be like, "Oh, I wish you were here. You know, we missed you because now that Mega Mind is in charge, everything kind of sucks." She seems to be the only person in town with any interest in doing anything about the Mega Mind situation. Oh yeah, everyone else in town is just like, "Well." Yeah, well, we're just going to keep wandering around. And apparently there are no other superheroes that exist in the world because yeah. it's not like anyone else shows up. Exactly. Uh, and so she's really there because she wants to uh, find secrets about Metro Man so she can like start a resistance. <laughs> uh, but at this point, she runs into a Ben Stiller voiced surly uh, librarian who works at the Metro Man Museum that was the expert on Megamind. Yeah, he's written a couple books on Megamind. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and his name's Bernard, and he's a he's a surly asshole. Yeah, and he will only be in this movie for like five seconds and before he gets <laughs> turned into a costume for Megamind to wear. He, he also gets a post credit scene. Yeah, <laughs> but but yeah, uh, basically, Megamind has the ability to shoot people when he dehydrates them. He also stores their image, and he can use a hologram to create. Uh, well, he's got a watch that can scan yeah. people and use their. Yeah, he uses it to escape image. from prison in the first place. Yeah. By pretending to be J.K. Simmons' warden character and then uh-huh. just walking out. Uh, but anyway, he turns into Bernard to avoid being ca- uh, spotted by Roxy. Not that he's worried about Roxanne <laughs> spotting him. He would just be embarrassed because he's wearing a weird costume. Yeah, he's wearing his pajamas. Yes. So he's like, oh, I can't let her see me like this. Yeah, that's the only reason. he's. Because otherwise he'd just be like, I'm a supervillain. What, what do I care if you see me? Yeah. So it's mostly just, oh, I got an image to maintain. Again, Yeah. the whole I need to project a certain ideal. Yes. So he uh, dehydrates and copies Bernard and uh, ends up falling in love with Roxanne. Like the two of them immediately have sort of a chemistry and interest in each other. And Roxanne is basically the one who plants the idea of getting a new hero because she's like, someone needs to be able to stand up to Megamind. And of course, him as Bernard is like, yeah, I really wish someone would. And they go back and forth until eventually she's like, yeah, you know, whenever there's evil, something good will come up to fight it. We just need, you know a new Metro man, basically. We need the right parts. And he's like, the right parts. Uh, Of course, heroism, muscle, and a pinch of DNA, that kind of thing. Yeah. So he gets the idea. He's like, okay, I'll just give someone Metro man's powers. Mm -hmm. And then I'll, you know, get to go back to living in my comfort zone. Yeah. So his whole deal is, okay, well, I have, I have one of uh, Metro man's old capes. And that, because he threw that cape with, with his, or that, that cape with the skeleton in it, had a little bit of Metro Man dandruff in it. So, like, I have DNA. Yep. Um, and uh, he's like, okay, well, now that I've got a pill that'll make someone into, into a, all the powers of Metro Man, all I need to do is scour the town for the perfect person, someone morally upright with the same rough personality profile of Metro Man, and give it to them. And I got to say, at this point, I was, did you also wonder why he didn't just shoot Roxy? Roxanne Richie. I mean, I like she's the only other person who gives a shit about Megamind in the slightest. Yeah, it was one of those things where I was like, if the movie hadn't gone the way it did, mm-hmm. that's sort of what I assume would happen. Yeah, I mean, I, I assume the reason he didn't is because he was also starting to date her on the side as Bernard, but it never even comes up. And I was like, oh, well, she's the other person in town who gives a shit about villainy and trying to stop it. Yeah, but he doesn't even get far enough into trying to find someone that is true before Roxy shows up at his secret lair and is like, Hey, 
calling Bernard, who is him, I found Megamind's secret lair. How did you find the lair? And it, it's great. She's like, it's the only one in town with a fake observatory built on it. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> oh, and I found the secret entrance. It has a little mat out front saying secret entrance. And then Minion's like, I kept, I kept forgetting where it was. Because <laughs> it's, you know, a hologram entrance. <laughs> so, very cute. It's very cute. But she comes in and confronts him, and now he's not Bernardi. Oh, no, he turns he into Bernard. He goes back and forth between yeah, Bernard he, and Megamind. He's doing a, 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 oh, she's here, but I'm here, oh boy, routine, where he keeps switching back and forth and using the Bernard persona to be like, maybe we shouldn't blow up as robots. <laughs> Let's go elsewhere. <laughs> Let's go out that exit. And she's like, that says exit. He's like, yes, I think that's short for exciting room full of villainy. <laughs> and it's fun. It's a, it's a fun little bit. They fight, and... She eventually gets the gun that has the superpower thing in it, fires it off, it bounces around, and then flies out of the secret lair and into her cameraman Hal's nose. Who we haven't really talked about yet beyond to say that he looks like a weird vulture man. And Hal is obsessed with Roxy, and that is basically his only trait. He is a little nerd loser guy that well he's a nice his, guy he he's yeah. do, he does the whole thing where he's like you never took the time to notice me and i'm great <laughs> yeah and also he lies to her constantly yes just every every time they talk she's like hey hal what are you doing and he's like hey you should come over i know you're super sad about metro man dying you should come over to my house i'm having a big party there's gonna be a bouncy castle and a dj and she's like i'm mourning at the moment i don't want to be around a bunch of people well that's great because it's just gonna be you and me you rented a bouncy castle and a DJ for the two of us? Oh, I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. Oh, no. The, and now you're mad, and I'm mad that you're mad. That's kind of... He's a nice guy. Yeah. And he gets the powers, and uh, it does not go well. Yeah, but we, we, there's a lot to it. We think it's going to. It takes a while for him to go bad, because Mega, a Minion, upon seeing this happen, is like, we got to get that shit out of him. Yeah. He is a piece of shit. He cannot get the powers of, of, of Mega, or Metro Man. And Mega Man's like, oh, whatever. He's a he's a dumb moron with nothing going for him. He'll be perfect. I can fix him. I yeah. can mold him. I'll sculpt him into the perfect hero. That, and- guy's, that guy's terrible. You should not rebound with that guy. I can change him. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that every single one of his inventions has a... Uh, d whatever Mm -hmm. switch so he you know he has his dehydrator and a rehydrator infuser and a defuser yeah his infuser with the the metro man powers has a defuser so that we know he can take it back later yes but it's i I love the uh the parallels to relationships here where where minion immediately susses out that this is not a healthy new relationship to go into and is immediately brushed aside with an i can change him speech Uh (laughs) uh-huh it's kind of obvious But yeah, he eventually shows up to uh, Hal's place, mm-hmm. disguises himself as a very weird character of Mar- Marlon Brando. He does like a three foot tall cartoon Marlon Brando. Yeah. Um, wearing the, the same sparkly suit from Superman and everything. But it's just Will Ferrell doing a bad Marlon Brando impression. This joke would have made sense if he did it for 20 seconds, you know, like, uh, oh, yeah, you're going to inspire the people, you know, that kind of thing. But instead, he's like. A character going forward? Oh, yeah. The, like, space dad trains Hal how to be a hero thing goes on. I do appreciate the gag of Minion as space stepmom. Yes. Where all it is is the exact same fish in in a robot gorilla suit but has a wig on and an apron. Yep. And it's like, I'm space stepmom. I've had work done. <laughs> That's the old, 
That's it. And he's like, okay. <laughs> Not only is he like, okay, but later in the film, it's incredible. It's obvious that he is bonded with Space Stepmom. <laughs> you, you lied to Space Stepmom. Yeah. So that's great. <laughs> anyway, um, so we start a long, elaborate training routine where we're teaching him how to be a superhero. Yes. And it, it right away, you can tell it isn't working because like they, they put a, a, a dummy of Megamind out for him to foil, and instead he beats the shit out of him and melts him to nothing. Yeah, rips off all of his limbs and melts his head. Yeah. And you're yeah. like, woof. Yeah. And, and Megamind, in his space dad disguise, Marlon Brando outfit, is like, Oh no! You know you gotta. You know, oh, oh, you gotta. You just beat him up, put him in jail. You don't. You don't murder him. My, I, my Marlon Brando is only about as bad as the movies. Ah. Oh. <laughs> uh. So yeah, he eventually ends up going through so much of this, and is like, "All right, here's a costume for you," and it's a super tiny little costume, and he's like, "Oh my god, do I have a son?" <laughs> and I was like. Good joke. Mm-hmm. Nice joke. Yeah, but no, it's just spandex, so it's designed to stretch a bunch. And that's enough to set up a joke that will also become a running gag for the rest of the movie uh, when he tells him his new superhero name will be Titan because it was the only hero name left he could t- he, he could uh, copyright, which suggests that there are other superheroes in the world and that they copyright their names. Well, I mean, that or I couldn't get anything else because comic books exist in this world and all the superheroes <laughs> are copywritten. Well, you should have run afoul of the fact that there's a pickup truck called the Titan as well. But <laughs> but anyway, uh, the, what's his name? Hal, here's that is Titan the verb. Yeah, G-H, Titan. Yeah, like because the costume is so tight. And for the rest of the movie, he will think that that's his name. Yes. When he has his big villain turn and is like, I'm just going to destroy this city. He writes his name, he writes Titanville in laser vision on the city, but it's Titan like I'm going to Titan something that was loose. Yes. And uh, I watched this with the subtitles on and everyone in town knows it's Titan with a GH, except for Megamind. Megamind says Titan. Everyone, literally everyone, including Roxanne, everybody says Titan. The verb. Weird. It's an interesting choice. I thought it was fun. I, I, I wonder if they communicated that to the, the people who write the closed captions. Like, look, these people think it's Titan. These people think it's Titan. Do it that way. Or if there was this was like the closed caption people like interpreting the movie for us. <laughs> They're like, look, <laughs> I feel like there's a joke here that could have gone farther. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, at, at a certain point, he's like, okay, I think you're probably ready to be a full-fledged superhero now and start battling Megamind or whatever. But at the same time, he's like, you're a hero. Heroes get the girl. And that puts it in, in Hal's head where he's like, oh, oh, I'm a superhero now. I can go get Roxanne. Yeah. She has to have sex with me now because I'm a hero. Uh-huh. And that is one of those things where, like, he goes and finds her and is just like, hey, it's me. I, I'm I'm the new hero, and I'm going to fly around with you. And, and she doesn't recognize him. He's wearing a little tiny domino mask, and also he's turned into a ripped monster. Yeah. And he... Is like, oh, I've got to rescue you first, huh? So he just throws her off a building and then catches her. He's like, great, now we can start dating. Oh, I feel like we're already an old married couple, that kind of thing. Yeah. And, and then when she's like, I can you please put me down? He's like, okay. And he drops her again, like from the sky. Yeah. So we establish right away that he is not just a numb nuts, but also very callous. Yes. And when eventually they're like on the top of a building and He's like, look, it's me, Hal. And she's like, look, we're never going to be anything. We're not dating. We've never dated. We are not going to date. And he's like, fine. And he just leaves. Leaves her up on top of that tower. Yeah. So. It is it is a fucked up situation where she then goes and meets 
you know, Bernard. Bernard. <laughs> uh, and they have, you know, a little intimate dinner and uh, end up kissing. And, of course, Hal sees this. Yes, Hal is in the background of the shot, but flies away mid-kiss, which is lucky, because post er, or near the end of the kiss, she brushes her hand against Megamind's arm and turns off his watch disguise. Yeah, and, oh, now everyone knows that he's Megamind, and he he gets dumped by her, which is, you know, fair. Fair, yeah, your false pretense is not good. You have been pretending to be someone else. Yeah, not really, of course, because Bernard is a piece of shit and asshole. So he's pretending to be a good version of someone else. Yeah. No, I mean, he's still pretending to be someone else. That is true. He's pretending to be a new, made-up third person. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. this At this point, Titan uh, just goes back to his house and mopes. Yeah. And Megamind thinks, oh, well, I've made the hero. Yeah. We're all done. He doesn't know about the whole nice guy part where he, where she, where he went and picked up uh Roxanne from her house and flung her all over the city and then abandoned her. Yeah. He doesn't he hasn't heard about that part, so he's like, Great, I made a hero. I'm ready to go fight my hero. Yeah, he gets a big old super robot out and he's like, All right, Titan, you're ready to fight me. Also, this scene takes place after that scene we mentioned earlier where Minion like pulls the keys. Yes. So Minion is left. You know, Minion you know, Yeah, Minion was like, look, if you're gonna keep trying to date Roxy and pretend to be something you aren't, like, I gotta go. Cause you you're fucked up. You're trying to ride like both sides and be a hero and a villain. You're a villain. You don't get the girl. You can't keep doing this. I do love their one conversation where he's like, I'll just make a new hero. And, and uh, minions like, I think that's a bad idea. Exactly. It's a terrible idea. No, uh, but it like, it's a, it's a bad, bad idea. Not in the bad, good way that I'm, you yeah, are bad. I, I not in a villainous bad way, but like in a, a, a poor judgment way. <laughs> yeah. So at this point, minion has left because, Megamind was like, fuck you, I don't care what you say, I'm going to try and have my... I can have it all. I, I, I can be a working woman and still have it all. <laughs> uh, so he builds a giant robot suit and goes out on the town to do some generic villainy in an attempt to get Titan to come out and fight him so it can be just the way it was. And Titan never shows up. Nope, because Titan is at home moping around. Playing video games. Because, because he did not get the girl he thought he was entitled to. Yeah, and... You know, after sitting in front of City Hall for, you know, most of the day, Megamind's mm -hmm. like, all right, I got to go find this guy. Goes over to Hal's apartment is like, what the hell, man? We were supposed to fight. And he's like, yeah, just give me a minute. I'm I'm playing a game. I actually have a different, you're just the guy I wanted to see. I have sort of a different discussion I'd like to have with you. And that's when Megamind sees piles of cash and ATM uh, a like bike. jet ski and just just shit lying around. He's and like, he's "Where like, the hell did you get all of this?" Oh, I have a secret. That stuff's not mine. Yeah, and he's like, "Look, man, I thought we could team up. Two big supervillains. You know, we could rule this town. Yeah, you could be the big head, smart, nerdy one, and, and I could be the cool, awesome one with wings and tank sword fighting on my my outfit." Yeah, and he's like, "The hell, no! You're supposed to be a hero." And he's like, "Nah, being a hero sucks." Yeah. <laughs> so at that point, the big reveal happens where he's like, I've been teaching you to be a hero. And he turns into space dad. Yeah. And, and yeah, at that point, Titan Hal just fucking loses it. He's like, how dare you? Yeah. Oh, fuck, fuck you, buddy. Get out of here. And he's like, because uh, basically Hal op opens up to why he's like not interested. He's like, look, I. I was only doing this because I thought it would get me Roxanne, and it didn't, so I don't give a fuck. Instead, I he saw her kissing some dorky little nerd, and instead of me, a cool guy with superpowers. 
Yeah, and that's when, in an attempt to get the fight to happen, Megamind's like, I'm also that dorky intellectual. And now, this is the problem, is he ends up being like a bright burn level Superman threat, you know, where he's like, I'm going to fucking murder you. Oh, yeah, because <laughs> Megamind has yet to grasp that this guy is... A tool. ...is a complete asshat. Yeah. And is like, oh, yeah, no, all I want is the fight, and we're going to have a fight, and you know, he'll win and then he'll take me to jail. And in fact, they're having the fight. You know, he punches them around. They do some stuff. And eventually he's like, oh, well played. And now you can take me to jail. And he's like, I will murder you. I was thinking the morgue. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. That's when he finally realizes, oh, oh, I've made a monster. Oh, I've I've given superpowers to th- the actual worst person. <laughs> And this is bad because without his super robot suit or minion to help rescue him, he's like, oh, I do have one failsafe. I have one thing to save my life in this situation now that this crazed murderer uh, attempted a sexual assaulter is, uh, is on my ass, which is one of his robo robots. He has a flying army of what are called brain bots, which look like flying piranhas, um, shows up with a copper dome and drops the copper dome right on top of a... Uh, of, uh, Hal and it's like there you're stuck in there it's made of copper that's the weakness and I programmed you exactly like Megamind so you should exactly have the like s- Metro, Man. Metro Man so you should have the same weakness and then he punches through it he's like you should stop comparing me to Metro Man and what this really is is another bit of hinting foreshadowing that Metro Man doesn't actually have a weakness to copper it's all bullshit yeah but it is great in the moment where it's just like no it's because he's a different person that's why he doesn't have that weakness yeah I was like oh neat I guess because you know he has uh, Metro Man's powers, but he's like, oh, he's not an alien. He's just a human with those powers. Yeah. So maybe that's why he's not weak to copper. Or I was going like, oh, I wonder if it'll be some different metal then. <laughs> but I mean, I had already put put a uh, piece together just that this movie for, was for kids. There's no way they actually started it by skeletonizing Brad Pitt's character. <laughs> <laughs> that was going to be a gimmick. Uh, anyway, um, so now that he knows that he's not weak to that, he barely escapes with his life from this this conflict and now he's on the run and there's a the titan is like well time to go take over the town i'm i'm the head honcho yeah i'm in charge now so and he f- flies up and starts burning his name into the town just as if it was a huge canvas oh yeah because as soon as he makes megamind flee and you know megamind runs away everyone's like yeah you did it and he's like "Ooh, i wouldn't go so far as to say that i'm a hero it's just change of management yes yeah he's a he's a big damn villain with no regard for anybody the thing that i'm impressed i I was surprised this movie did not do at this point is have him just go well you know what i think roxanne's dumb anyway and just pick a random hot lady from town to start obsessing over i guess the movie didn't have time for it no tight 20 we gotta keep going (laughs) (laughs) yeah so roxanne at this point is like all right i think the only person who basically could stop him is going to be Megamind. Well, Megamind shows up to beg her for help first. He shows up at her apartment. Remember when he's like trying to Oh, yeah, to he's like, you're the smartest person I know. Yeah, so she finally lets him in, and he's like, do you have any ideas? And she's like, what? No, why would I have ideas? <laughs> uh, I was like, you're the one who knew him the best, and you're the smartest person I know. And I was like, oh, well, there is one place, because he's like, oh, did he have a, a solitary fortress type of place, a thing where he did thinking or whatever? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we find out that the old school that he was in is actually like a Metro Man little shrine thing in it. Yeah, it's got like his hidden secret house and, and shrine, which is weird. It's weird. I, I mean, I, it's, it's like if Superman 
took Pa Kent's house and just stuck it in the Arctic to live in. It, it's, it's, I mean, I've seen, there's a Justice League villain who does this. Well, there's also the thing where I'm like, but that school shouldn't be important to Metro Man. No, it's, it's super no... important to Mega Mind yeah. because that's when he decided, fine, fuck it, I'll be a bad guy. Yeah, like, that's that his was affirmative experience. Yeah, but it wasn't Metro Man's. Yeah, it's a weird choice. I feel like they just already had that art asset. They're like, oh, this will this will connect. It's a callback. It makes you think. And I'm like, no, it kind of makes me think that you wanted me to think Metro Man had sort of an infantilization problem. But he doesn't. That's not further reinforced with any no, other aspect of the character. Again, it's this would make way more sense if Megamind had a thing there because that was his formative experience. Yeah, it's it's just a couple points in this movie that are just weird, just weird, just weird yeah. choices. But when they go there and they're looking around and they're like, oh, all this Metro Man stuff, and oh, it's almost like he's still with us, and of course he there's, is there. There's a glass with ice in it, and Roxanne's the one who's like. Like, look, this glass has ice in it. Yes, frozen water is often used to keep drinks cold. And I'm like, okay, you were raised on Earth. You can't keep doing this. <laughs> this isn't fucking Third Rock from the Sun. Ah. <laughs> but yeah, Metro Man's not dead. He's there. He and we get our whole big twist tale. Yeah, he's like, look, it got to the point where I just didn't want to do it anymore. I've I love this. I've been doing the hero thing forever, but. No one ever asked me what I actually want to do. I've just been having to do this. And we get the idea that, like, oh, he's had the same thing thrust on him that mm -hmm. Megamind did, where he was like, yeah, I never actually wanted to be a hero. It was just because of where I grew up and what I could do. Mm -hmm. They decided that's what you are. Yeah, let me let me just real quick here say why I loved this, this uh, pr uh, presentation from Brad Pitt so much. It's an explanation for why they broke up. Because, ah. again, this movie, I'm not saying this movie has, like, super strong queer undertones. It definitely has relationship structured overtones to it. Uh -huh. And this is the why we broke up speech. This is the you need this wisdom from me, your former partner, so that you can now have a better relationship with your new girlfriend, your new partner in the future relationship. Because there's a point where he's like, yeah, you know, we you had me in that observatory. I had already used my supervision to figure out where you were, but my head wasn't in it that day. I just wasn't feeling it. We were and going through the motions. You and me were just doing what we do. We were just going through the motions, and I didn't want that anymore. I wanted something new, and I wanted a change, and you didn't, and I needed to move on. Yeah. And I'm like, God damn, that, is a that, that isn't a breakup speech. It's a heartfelt discussion two years later with your ex why you broke up. Yes. Which is... It, it, just as much of a rom-com trope as anything else, but it's such a neat one to be seen here. Yeah, and the fact that he's like, look, I have my own passions and things I wanted to pursue that aren't part of you. Yes. And you need to pursue the things you want to do. Yes. You need to be who you are instead of who they say you should You're be. You're not obsessed with me. You're obsessed with the idea of me. <laughs> <laughs> it's that. It's that uh. sequence. The other thing I love about this scene is that there is literally no animosity whatsoever between Megamind and Metro Man in this scene. No, because they're like, oh, we had a an understanding of a hero-villain relationship. Mm -hmm. I never crossed a line. You never crossed a line. We just did our back and forth. We we had our thing, and that was that was enough until it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, literally, the opening sequence where Megamind escapes from his prison, he does it by faking a gift from Metro Man, which is like a watch so you can count every second of your 89 life sentences or whatever. Yeah. But the thing that makes it work 
is that it's believable that Meg- Metro Man would send Megamind a gift watch for his birthday in prison. Yeah. Uh, that the, that's the kind of thing that like a, a golden age superhero would do, you know? Yeah, that whole like, and here you go, a present because, you know, you uh, you had a, a problem with this plan and you didn't blow up the ocean. So here's a thing uh, like a fish to yeah. remind you of everything you've lost. It fools J.K. Simmons' warden character immediately because it makes perfect sense for what Mega Mo- for what Metro Man would do. Although even then he's like, oh, that's weird. I didn't peg Metro Man as the... Uh, Taunting type. Yes, which he looks like a taunt. But the, the thing is, I'm going to go ahead and guess that in the past, M- Metro Man would do shit like that for Megamind. And he stopped because he was getting ready to break up with him. Lol. <laughs> you, don't, you don't get me presents like you used to. Exactly. <laughs> and again, I don't want to say that this is a romantic narrative. It just it just uses the par- the, the, uh, the structure of a romantic negative uh, narrative to tell a superhero supervillain story. And I think it's very well done. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, he ends up being like, look, I'm not going to stop him. I'm not going to, I'm not leaving. I am done. I live here. I play guitar. Yeah. That's my whole thing. If <laughs> I keep the outfit so I can be music man, cause all I want to do is play guitar, mm-hmm. make some songs. That's it. Yeah. He's terrible at guitar, but he's like, look, this is going to be on YouTube. And he is already, because he's, oh, we also get the story of how he survived. Obviously, he's just like, I don't have a copper weakness. The moment I saw that you had a death razor, I activated my ultra fast flash level super speed and went and had an introspective day at the park to think about my yeah, life. I walked, I read a self-help book, mm-hmm. had a couple of meals, that, but all in like a, a, a blink of an eye because I'm Superman, basically. Uh, and I was like, I, I faked death so that I wouldn't have to deal with actually breaking up with you because it's almost impossible because ultimately anything I did that was breaking up with you, you would just take as more of our cat and mouse game. Well, the only also, thing that would work is me disappearing. He's like, I couldn't just stop being a hero if I was still around. Yes. And the other thing that's fun is he's the first person to notice that Megamind is the obvious solution to the problem he's created. He's like, look, buddy, I finished my journey. I realized I'm not a hero. It's time for you to realize you are. Yeah, you're not a villain. Yeah. Like... <laughs> Both of us were just playing the hand we were dealt. Mm-hmm. It's time to do what we want to. And I love that the movie sticks to this. Metro Man doesn't show up again except in the crowd at the denouement. Yeah, he's like, no, man, I'm not. I'm I literally retired. I am done. I will literally sit here and watch this dude destroy my city and not move. It's like this fucking century at this point. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, you know, eventually... Megamind is just like, oh, okay, I'm not taking this to heart yet. He's just like, you know what? Fuck it. I can't I, do it either. I'm not I'm not a hero. I don't get the girl. I don't save the day. And he turns himself into the prison and is like, just fucking put me back in my cell. Yeah, just put me back in jail. I'm, I'll be safe from, from uh, New Metro Titan for a while there before he comes to get me and whatever. Yeah, he's just given up. So we have our our low point in the film here, where he just goes and sits in jail and waits for the inevitable, Uh while Titan rampages all over town and does whatever dumb shit it is he's doing. Yeah, and what eventually breaks him out is when he does grab uh, Roxy and, like, ties her to the top of a building and is like, I'm going to do the same thing that Megamind did as a call to earlier, where he's Mm -hmm. like, this building is where you broke up with me, and it's a reminder and I hate reminders. Yeah. So he tries to call for J.K. Simmons, the warden, and he's like, look, you have to let me out. I'm the only person who can stop him, and I will stop him. And, he, and Simmons' character is like, yeah, it's great. It'd be great if you didn't have 88 more life sentences, but you do, so. Yeah. And he's like, look, I'm sorry. I 
fucked up and I shouldn't have done this and I should have listened and I lost my best friend Minion and now I don't know what I'm doing. And- Obviously, this is Minion. Yeah. <laughs> Certain things are just... Cl- I mean, it's still a fucking DreamWorks movie. There's no getting around that. Yeah, and then, you know, Simmons plays with a watch and it's minion and you're like oh, okay uh, obviously let's go get in the in the car and drive to freedom or whatever let's let's go save the day now the big question of why he hasn't just used the d infuser on uh on uh hal comes up at this point it's because he left it in his invisible car and when he got broken up with by roxanne at that date that went wrong he walked off in the rain and then forgot where his invisible car was yeah he does not know where the invisible car is parked yes so uh so that's why we haven't just done the, we haven't just solved it uh, but he's like, all right, well, we need a new plan for a way to get rid of, of uh, Hal. And he does have one. And his initial plan is fairly straightforward. He's just going to show up, rescue Roxanne by using his supervillain powers. Yep. He, and I mean, this is the big thing where he comes out of a cloud that he has made and a giant, like, His head, own head. Yeah, a giant version of his head made out of the little piranha brain bots that he has. He's like, and he's like... You may be a villain, but you're no super villain. Mm-hmm. Oh, what's the difference? Presentation. Yeah, like lasers and smoke and everything happening, and then literally reaches out with a giant f- floating face and eats uh, Titan, which is it's like literally for the for like next two minutes as he's having this heartfelt conversation with Roxy about how he's changed. There's this giant version of his own head in the background, angrily chewing. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's super neat. I enjoy that. Uh, Titan, of course, breaks out of that. Mm-hmm absolutely fucks everything like and right as he's about to throws the top of a building at them yeah and right as as uh megamind throws roxy to roxanne to safety and is about to die to the building we see a uh metro man show up and punch the building in half so that well, he technically it's he looks like he's been impaled by the building and then he's throwing a bus at roxy right that's right and then the bus gets split in half, and we see Metro Man standing there. Metro Man is standing there, and uh, this is the point where Titan sees Metro Man. He's like, oh, 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 fuck. Oh, fuck. He doesn't even think, like, oh, I could probably take this guy. I am the same as this guy, except I have no limits. He is ultimately a coward, and when he sees another person with the same superpowers, he's like, I will lose. Oh, yeah. And, he, so, and so he runs. Yeah, because he's just like, hey, man, I'm going to beat the shit out of you. And he's like, oh, fuck. No, I don't want that. So so he, he tries to get away. Uh, the Metro Man character catches him and eventually is like, get the fuck out of town. I'm going to I'm going to tell you this once you get out of here and you never come back. And he's like, you leave atrocity. You leave atrocity and you never come back. And Hal's like, you got it and flies away. But then 20 seconds later, it comes back. He's like, only one loser in town calls it atrocity. Uh, so that's the big turnaround. Yeah, we we find the twist is no Metro Man didn't come back. Megamind was just. Using his watch thing to look like him and a jetpack to simulate flying. Yeah, and Minion to pretend to be him. Minion, yeah. yeah Minion, Minion was, was using another holographic disguise to look like Megamind. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and Minion has currently been flung against a fountain and his little shell has cracked, so he's he's gasping. Flopping. He's flopping because he's a fish. Um, at this point, Roxanne spots the invisible car. So she's like, there's a chance. You have to get over there. Yeah. Remember when I said I didn't look back after we broke up? I did. And you and, should look back right now. You know, oh, hey, look, that's where my invisible car is. So now it's become a game to go get the de-infuser out of the invisible car. It almost works. Uh, but the de-infuser Titan... has to warm up. And you're <laughs> like, ah, it's a callback to the earlier yeah. thing. And it's not just that either. I love the scene where Titan pulls the door off the invisible car, which remains invisible. But he's hiding on the other side of the door still. Yeah. And and 
when he realizes it, uh, Titan's plan is just, oh, fuck, I'll just throw this door into space then. Fuck yeah, you. He's like, all right, I tore your jetpack off so you can't fly, and I'm just going to throw you into the air and let you die. Yeah, and that's when we cut back to... This is where we started. I yeah. bet you're wondering why I'm here. Falling through the air with my gun just out of reach. And I will say the solution to that being I will use my dehydration gun on myself and land in the fountain and rehydrate is great. It's a great shot, especially because it happens very quickly. The uh, The climax battle of this film is extremely fast. He gets flung into the air. We cut back to the the, uh, the opening sequence of him falling and unable to reach his gun and monologuing. Meanwhile, Titan goes over to confront Roxanne, and he's like, you're a loose end to me now. I never liked you, and now I'm going to kill you so I don't have to think about you. Then we see the gun splash down, the, the defuser gun. and the, he's con- The dehydration gun. The, uh, well, we also see the diffuser gun because he couldn't reach it. That was the whole thing, was he couldn't just reach the diffuser gun. It was, like, just out of his reach as he was falling. So it pl- it plunks down first, and both of them go, what? And they don't know what that is, and they don't care. Then the cube cracks down, and still, we don't know what that was. And then in a split second, Megamind pops up with a gun, pokes it in his nose, and diffuses him. Yeah. It's a great shot. He also has this dumb Olo line as a callback. I don't like that. Eh. I, it, I know yeah. you don't. It's I, fine. It's fine. It's fine. You don't have to like everything. I, I like it. everything about this action sequence. It's inventive. It happens super fast, which is cool to watch. Oh, yeah. No, the the de- dehydrate yourself into a fountain to stop falling damage is like, that's great. That's a great use of a thing that we have had established throughout this, mm-hmm. but did not have telegraphed would be used at this point. Yes, exactly. Like. Earlier, I was saying that uh, I don't care for Incredibles two. It's mostly just I don't like the story. the 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 visual elements of it are phenomenal. The fact that the the way that they use like existing powers in interesting ways is my favorite thing about CGI superhero movies. Yeah, because they can do shit that you just can't really do. Yeah, uh, and this movie doesn't quite have that level of visual inventiveness that that Incredibles two does. So it's worse in that regard, but it does have a better story. And I do like this sequence because it's clever. And again, like John was just saying, it uses tools that existed earlier in the film. Yeah. It doesn't present some weird way for him to get out of this that we hadn't had before. Yeah. It's no, he uses all the same tools that he's had since the beginning, Mm -hmm. except that binky. Where the fuck that binky go? Right. Yeah. Anyway. So uh, yeah, he, he removes the powers. Hal deflates back to his chubby nerd self and uh big happy ending where it's because here's the thing it's a dreamworks movie it's a dreamworks movie so now we get a megamind statue instead of you know where the old metro man was he's gonna be the hero of the town and he's still everyone in town is still all jumpy around him which i found hilarious well yeah because he comes out and in the beginning when we had the metro man one he uh metro man breaks through a wall and is like hey everyone get your hands up and he does it with shooting through a wall for his, mm-hmm. and then Mega Man's like, everyone get your hands up and give me your wallets and jewelry. And everyone's <laughs> like, oh. he's like, ah, I'm just kidding. Yes. I, I love that even the moment where he like goes to cut the ribbon, like the mayor gets He scared. dives out of the way of the gun. <laughs> so he's like, ah! everyone's still a little unsure about this, but it's clear that Metro, uh, Mega Man's going to be the big new hero. Uh, Metro Man has come out of his cave and is uh, uh, pretending to be a private citizen to watch this moment. Yeah. Uh, but then it's a DreamWorks movie, so Michael Jackson's bad starts playing on a giant stereo that Minion has, and everybody dances. We have to get a shot of every character in a dance party because it's a 
Fucking DreamWorks CGI movie. Do we have to watch J.K. Simmons' warden and the two cops that he stands with dance? Yes, we do. Obviously. And that's they're dancing in the background of the cell that Hal is in, and then he is dancing. Everyone is dancing at the end. Everyone is dancing. So it does have that. It does have that DreamWorks ending that uh, you hate. As we mentioned, the tie-up with Bernard is we get a post-credit scene where he is popping out of a washing machine and Minion's just like, oh, you got to take stuff out of your pockets more often, man. Yeah, and Bernard's like, this has been the scariest, worst possible day of my life. And he's like, yeah, don't worry about that. And he hits him with something called the forget me stick. Yeah, which is just a (laughs) big baton. Yeah, it's supposed to eliminate your memory, but it's just a club. <laughs> uh, so that's the end. There you go. There's so, there's Mega Mind. So it's fine. It's fine. I it's, I would say this is, might be the best DreamWorks movie. It's possible. I, I don't have a list of DreamWorks movies in front of me. I don't have currently Googled list of DreamWorks movies. <laughs> so but I, I, can. I can't. We can both do that right now. I mean, it's, but it's going to be over the hedge. No. So I think we're probably safe on this one. <laughs> uh. <laughs> But yeah, so let's get into our best and worst then. So best thing in Megamind for you. Uh, I mean, okay, so I'm going to have to go with with uh, creative use of supervillain tools. In this. Oh, no, actually, no, I'm going to take that back. I like the relationship stuff. I like the fact that we get the breakup between Metro, Mind, or Metro Man and Megamind, that it's played like a relationship, that they are played like a couple that's been together for forever but is starting to fray, and one of them is noticing it before the other one does. Yeah. I love that stuff. It's very well done as a parallel, and it's just understated enough that it's fun to watch without feeling like it's ham-fisted. Like, they don't lampshade it at any point. There's no point where Megamind's like, but I bought you flowers on your anniversary. You don't, you don't get that kind of shit. But it's clear that they're going through the motions of a couple that is breaking up and then has broken up. There you go. I like that. What's okay. your favorite thing? Uh, I mean, my favorite thing in this, sort of along those same lines, I like the characterizations, especially for uh, Metro Man and uh, Megamind. The fact that they have the relationship they do have, the way that the movie... Ooh. Definitely has a, the person who has uh, a different color skin is born in a prison. <laughs> he's the bad guy, and yeah. He's, and he's forced to be a bad guy because of the system. And you're like, okay, What's, I get it. The white guy gets to go to a nice rich family and get everything handed to him. Yeah. Thankfully, we don't have, you know, he's not actually a black guy because Will Ferrell is voicing oh, him. yeah. That would have been a problem. <laughs> There, and there's only one reference in the whole movie to the fact that he doesn't look like everyone else. Yeah. There's one point where he's like, well, what if I was bald and had a big head and was a primary, primary color? color? <laughs> and that's the only time it's referenced. And I, th- I thought that was weird about this movie that they don't make a single reference to him being a blue alien from space. No, everyone ever. is fine with it. Yeah. They're like, yeah, we get it. You're fucking Megamind, whatever. <laughs> what like, a, it's cool, dude. We, we, we're all, all of us got something. You got a, you got cranios or, or what do you call it? Brachiocephaly or something? <laughs> Yeah, so hydrocephaly, that's the word I was looking for. I do like that the movie puts the whole idea of, you know, society putting putting you in a box, the mm-hmm. the parallels for, you know, growing up in a prison. Like again, but not ham-fisted. Yeah. Like they don't have it like you say be, oh, Megamind never has a point where he like 
goes gangsta and does a rap song. No, in fact, he rejects that at one point when it's offered to him. Oh, yeah. Tina Fey, as Roxy, <laughs> is like, why don't we go get some of your laser guns, turn them sideways, and go gangsta? And he's like, no. No, that's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I appreciate that they have these little themes in them mm-hmm. without making it so ham-fisted or, like, cringy for how they deal with it. Yeah. Uh, what is the worst thing in Megamind for you? I'm going to go with that one Will Ferrell vocal tick that really bothered me. I felt like it did. That was, like I said, it was a hat on a hat. The movie didn't need it. Um, and you could have come up with another way for Hal to, to suss out that he was Megamind with it beyond metrosity. Uh, I, it just felt out of place and I didn't like it. That said, it's a minor thing. So this is not that bad of a film. And the thing is for me, I still feel like, no, he didn't grow up being like taught everything by prisoners he definitely grew up just reading stuff this is someone who was you like don't read the word hello and think it's olo it's got an h in the front and an e after that h <laughs> yeah but i also don't think he knew that's what you do because he's never answered a phone before <laughs> but he always says olo instead of hello no he doesn't <laughs> i'm a kid who grew up reading what my parents didn't teach i know me. that's why i was like you should have more sympathy no, for because, this because uh, it makes more sense to me i see hello and i know how to fucking pronounce it i see annihilation and i'm like how do you print annihilation and then people tell me no it's annihilation and i'm like then how come it doesn't start with an e and why is there an h in it (laughs) annihilation chouse no chaos okay sure i'll believe you i guess (laughs) scythe shul (laughs) yeah shul i get olo i will not accept i and matrocity every time he hears anyone else say it He's got a brain that's most of his body weight. He should be like, oh, it's Metro Metro City. I heard you. Thank you for telling me. (laughs) (laughs) I only said psychic until someone told me it was psychic. I only thought that you could... I'm only a little bedraggled. Yeah, bedraggled is another one uh, where I'm like, bedraggled is a thing that can happen to a person. They can get their bed all raggled. They'll be fucked up. You can get raggled. You get out of bed, you're raggled. You're raggled from your bed, and it's bad. And then someone told me, no, it's bedraggled. And I'm like, that fucking sounds even worse. (laughs) But you know what? I will will take it, and I will say it correctly from now on. Thank you. There you go. (laughs) Uh, That's fine. It's my minor pet peeve. It's fine. I'm allowed to have a dumb minor pet peeve. I assume you'll take the dance sequence. <laughs> it honestly not again probably the best in any of the DreamWorks films where they didn't just cut to a brand new scene where they're like and now a dance hall where all the characters are and now Casey and the Sunshine Gang yeah you're like <laughs> god damn it <laughs> no this one I feel like there were a couple bits where I was like eh Roxy not my favorite like again she's not bad mm-hmm. but you know, I feel like they could have done more with her. Yeah. By the way, I looked up the list of DreamWorks films. and there, Oh, so did I. There's actually very stiff competition because they started as a 2D company, which means we're really got to compare this against things like Prince of Egypt. Which yes, is, Prince of Egypt and Road to El Dorado yeah, are those the two are, big ones. Those are unimpeached. And I don't know if you've ever seen the, the uh, DreamWorks Sinbad movie. No. It's fucking great. Well, yeah, the Sinbad one looked to be a, along the same lines as Prince of Egypt as far as the styling. Yes. So, it's it's fucking phenomenal. I I strongly recommend that people But eventually check it out. they hit, you know, well, the, the also, Shrek and Spirit, but then they also eventually bought Ardman out and which which means they made like Chicken Run and shit that's actually also very Wallace very and Gromit. Yeah, so it's like, uh, it's it's a land of contrast. There's a lot of good shit there. Yeah. The things that are famous like fucking the Madagascar movies and Shrek are 
you know, reprehensible garbage, but there's a surprising huh. amount of good shit. I did not realize How to Train Your Dragon came out before Megamind. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, by months, it was the same year, but still. Yeah. Interesting. So. But yeah, no, I would say Roxy as a character needed a little bit more to do. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, like I said, I, I do think it's weird that we didn't have, even have a moment where she goes like, why didn't you shoot me with the gun? Like, I'm obviously the only person in town who Although is... I do, I gotta say, the fact that he didn't shoot himself with the gun after he became a hero and be like, well, fuck it, I'll just have some superpowers then. <laughs> That's also I'll true. be the new well, Metro Man. Yeah, he's being true to himself. He knows that he already has all the powers he needs. <laughs> yeah, if you make a Mega Mind 2, then he's like, great, I'll shoot Roxy with the powers, mm-hmm. then we can both be heroes. Yeah. And then that goes wrong, and it turns out that that's not a healthy, stable relationship. He can't ever be in a long-term relationship with a Superman analog. <laughs> He's tried three times. I'll never be Metro Man. Quit trying to make me Metro Man. <laughs> Listen, DreamWorks, if you're not busy, we have some. Uh, we got some pitches for you on Megamind 2. Also, Mr. Peabody and Sherman 2, if you're willing to listen. <laughs> Anyway, so I never saw that. Was it good? No. Okay. How, to, how could it possibly? How could be? it possibly be good? <laughs> uh, all right. Let's do our rating. So each of us giving it a rating zero to five to give it a total rating out of ten. Jeff, three and a half. Three and a half. It's a good movie. I did not hate this. I had fun watching it. The action sequences are fun and kinetic. Like I have hated some DreamWorks movies in my time. Oh, we have yeah. watched a B movie in our time. <laughs> we have definitely seen a B movie. Yeah. Uh, so look, I, I'm no one to slag Boss Baby, but <laughs> well, the only I think the only DreamWorks movie we've been forced to watch for the show until this point was B movie. Yeah. Like no one's made us go see Shark Tale or Ants. No, we've never watched a Kung Fu Panda or the Crudes. Yeah. Oh, man. Remember the Crudes when it was... I remember... The remember ha- uh, all the heavy advertising for the Crudes where they were trying to sell you, like, the sexy lead and she was, like, a sexy Neanderthal. Hell, yeah. That was weird. Maybe Monsters versus Aliens. Strange choice. Uh, I've heard that's good. Huh? Oh, yeah. I... You know what I have seen? Not for the show. Trolls World Tour. Not the first Trolls. <laughs> Trolls World Tour, though. Yeah, the one with uh, with Rachel Bloom as your villain. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it sounds like fun. Yeah. So, anyway. Okay. Um, three and a half. Three and a half sounds great. Yeah. In fact, three and a half. <laughs> okay, so it's a seven out of ten, then? It's a seven out of ten. It is definitely watchable. It's one of the things that I feel like if you watched this in 2010 and had pleasant memories of it, it's not a film that, you know, when you come back to, you're going to go... Oh, no. Oh, this is nowhere near as good as I remember. That's happened to me on more than one occasion. Yeah, sometimes when you come back to a thing and you're like, I'm going to watch Jumanji, and you're like, oh, this wasn't, this isn't quite as, (laughs) this doesn't hold up as well. Like, it's still fine. It's fine. It's fine. I was just reading an interview with Karen Gillan where they asked her if she'd ever watched a movie to prepare to be in a movie. And she's like, I kind of did watch Jumanji to be ready to be in Jumanji. Does that count? And they're like, yeah. No. Those are two completely separate ideas that have nothing to do with each other. <laughs> so anyway, uh, 7 out of 10 seems fair to me. It's a, it's a good B movie. It's a B movie. <laughs> it's a B movie. Yeah. And every time you see a B movie, our reviews get 10% faster. <laughs> yeah, every time you specifically watch B movie. Mm-hmm. So thank you for joining us. Uh like I said earlier, if you want to join us for the TV Mastery, head on over to patreon.com slash System Mastery at the $5 level unlocks all of our bonus content. All of it. Every single bonus content. Every single show that we do, it unlocks the monthly show, a bunch of stuff in Discord. It's great. You get a bunch of perks, and you get the joy. The satisfaction. The deep love Mm -hmm. that comes 
from supporting a creative in doing what they do. Yeah. <laughs> you become a patron of the arts. That's why That's it's what we are. That. We're the arts. We are creatives. We <laughs> must be given leeway to do what we do in the world. You know, nowadays creatives can't say what they should mm, you, you know you know in a in a, in a uh, idealized golden age we would be painting and eating grapes at the hands of the beneficent medicis <laughs> if this were the old days then i Engels would probably have given me some sort of stipend or something mm-hmm. <laughs> but instead we must slave away for millions of serfs <laughs> of which we also are indeed <laughs> oh oh how society has flipped upside down and i'd like to take a minute just sit right there we already talked about this i barely watched that show (laughs) thank you so much for joining us we'll see you in a couple weeks with more movie mastery and until then you all have a good one